Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Love Human, Be Spirit, where we love to talk about all our lived experiences through the lens of human design. You've heard us say that multiple times, and today will be no different. How are you doing today, Monique? I'm doing good, Amy. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody listening. How are you doing today, Amy? (laughs) Uh, Every day is a new day. (laughs) Amy and I are both currently in cold climate at the same time. Not in the same place, but we are both freezing our little bootes off, and um, it's not cute. It's just not cute on us. Cold weather doesn't look cute on us. That's what I've decided. But anyhow, we are grateful for our listeners. We are grateful for this podcast. We're grateful for each other. We're grateful for all the people in our lives that matters so much to us. Um, And, you know, as we reflect on the end of the year, the beginning of the new year, and all of these things that always tends to bring that stuff up, you know, all the people in our lives, and we think about the people we love a lot. And, and I love all of that about this time of year. And the most important person that we should think about, I think, always in this time of year is ourselves, right? Yes. Yes. We are not taught to do that. Right. That can be so hard to do. I was just going to say that right after, you know, it's like this time of year is so, um, or, and not even this time of year, every time of year is about the other and how much we love them. And all of that is great and beautiful. And we want that. Um, we just don't want to forget about ourselves. And I think that we often, um, in this life can forget about ourselves. It's easy to do. Um, it's nobody's fault. But it happens. I think it happens. And I think that it's something that we have enough power and control within ourselves to kind of counter when it does happen. So, um, you know, we we wanted to talk a little bit today about self-love, as always. We love that topic. But also, uh, we're talking about Gate 10 today, right? Yep. And Gate 10 is deals with self-love gate 10 deals with uh, the love of self gate gate 10 is about unique um expression of self uh natural was a word that i was telling amy that i've been leaning into a lot gate 10 is a gate that i have present very present in my chart it makes one of my channels um my 5710 it connects my spleen to my g center it's a pretty potent energy for me personally in my design Um, and I just, I really, uh, myself, since learning about gate 10 and what it really means and what it means for me to have it and live into it and all of that, it's, 
for me, provided me a sense of like liberation into um, being unapologetically myself a lot of the time. And that, you know, I don't, I don't know that it should take a gate to allow that for me to do, but I, I like that it did that for me. And um, I think that we can all embody a little bit of that energy since it is in the sun transit right now. A hundred percent. Isn't it part of your incarnation cross too? It is part of my incarnation cross I mean, too. It's, it's, it's very, very present, potent energy for you. While for me, I do not have it. I don't have consistent energy to that because it is not activated in my design. But like we have mentioned, when, you know, the sun is transiting that for us, we have those six days to experience it. And what a beautiful time of year to offer that where we have been conditioned, taught, um, modeled that this is a time that we do so much and give so much for others. I mean, isn't the gate called the behavior of the self? Is that, I was trying to, I mean, I know we don't know, we don't have to look at everything from the specifics. It's really about how we experience it. Um, but I think there is some energy in it about the way that when you embrace this, it's how you can then model that for others. It's really kind of a, um, empowering that behavior of others. And, um, you know, there's a shadow side to every gate as well. And I think that shadow side is some like blaming, you know, type of energy. And so we just wanted to tap into what are you, how are you experiencing it? Whether it is during this holiday season, this time of year, this is something that we are inviting you to be mindful of all the days of the year. Right. Um, and yeah, think about how you express it for yourself empowering yourself to connect with how you are behaving and loving yourself. I mean, it's in the G center. That's where this gate is housed. And the G center is all about your love and direction. And so if you're embracing that for yourself um, and modeling that for others, it can create some really deep acceptance in others to do that for them. And what a beautiful time to do that where we might challenge the societal norms Mm -hmm. from this is what you quote unquote should be doing. And we're inviting you to kind of flip the switch on that and say, well, if I am consistently giving and showing up fully as who I am, then we might be able to empower others to do that for themselves, which you and I try to do that each and every time we have the opportunity to share. That's what we're looking for here. It's okay. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it is that it's so much that what you said that you know um the empowering we empower that's that's the thing that I learned about gate 10 that I really loved and like clung on to was when I learned that by being like almost like loudly yourself and loving that and allowing other people to witness that in you you um give people like the permission slip to do that for themselves kind of you give people like oh I can dude, I can love myself that much too. I can be myself that loudly too, you know? Um, but, uh, I think that you said something about the shadow side and I do think that there, I don't know if blame is the right word. Um, a little bit of like guilt or something like that came to mind when you said and it, those are all low vibe, right? They completely take us out of our power. Both of those. And and, and, um, and I think part of it, like for me, used to show up a little bit like I, 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 I didn't 
I didn't feel safe enough to be myself unless other people were doing that too, but they're not me. So how could I expect them to show up as me? That's crazy. But in my mind, it was like, if I, you know, if I did things like that, or we'd be showing up the same, it felt safer for me or something like that. It, you know, obviously not aligned or maybe necessarily correct. Even for me, like you said, it's in my cross. It's in, it's a big part of my design. And, um, when I learned that instead you get to be kind of like wave your own freak flag in a good way. I use that great way. Yes. Um, Let your weirdo show kind of vibe. And by doing that, it actually takes all of that away. It almost takes the, like the comparing yourself to anybody else away because that's, I think what I was doing before that was making me feel like I couldn't maybe have certain footing, but when you stop doing that and you just are like, I'm going to, I'm me. And this is how it feels really good to be me. I'm going to do that. And the rest, you stop like looking for the, I don't know if it's because you start to feel safe enough within yourself to do that, or because you stop looking at the comparison or something like that, but it really is an empowering feeling to step into. And, and since I have leaned into that, I have felt like people have, um, and I don't know if they've used these exact words to me, but I have felt like people have witnessed me and by doing that, then stepped into themselves more. I think I've seen that happen around me. I think I've seen people um, not, or and I don't know that it's only influenced by my being of my gay 10 loudly, but I do think that the people closest to me have um, maybe gotten a little bit of, I don't know if inspiration is the right word, but a little bit of like, like a push, like, oh, I can do that too, or I can do the things I want too, or I can be the way I want to, or whatever, by just witnessing me doing that. And um, and I and I think of that with my kid a lot. You know, she I want her to always live into herself all uh, loudly. And I want her to know that that's safe. I want her to feel like that's safe to do and and um and encouraged, right? Um, even when it's really different than how I'm living or how what I'm doing or whatever because that's the trick here is if we're all being very loudly ourselves how do we like hold space for everybody else to do that too that's it's kind of tricky and you know when I brought this gate 10 idea up I thought to myself or I didn't think to myself I looked at the transit and I saw that the earth was in gate 15 transit and gate 15 um as we know is gate of extremes but it is also the love of humanity and so how do we hold space for the whole of humanity to for everyone to live into their gate tenderness but also hold enough room here for ourselves to do that right that's kind of what i was grappling with when i noticed what the transits were and realized that is kind of what i've grappled with a lot of my life I think what we all do with in terms of holding space for ourselves and others you know it's interesting because you know if we're looking at the energy which is like god just deep passionate radical unconditional um unbridled self-love like that's like an example of personal empowerment, right? And um, I looked up really quickly as you were sharing that. And I love this, like one of the human design definitions I found, I just want to say it word for word here. 
the underlining code, because it is, it is the gate of the behavior of the self. Okay. That's the name of the gate. And we don't like to get all technical here, but I just wanted to give that for, you know, anybody who is, has a line one <laughs> and likes to know those details. But the definition is this, the underlying code of behavior that ensures successful interaction despite circumstances. And if we break that down, the underlying code of, of behavior, so if we're saying this is meant to be like deep radical self-love that ensures success, successful interaction despite the circumstances. So kind of like what I was saying, the conditioning of what has been modeled for us or what we feel might be expected of us, those are those circumstances. And if we stand in our power and model and give the example of radical self-love, the intention would be it almost is a, a permission slip to others to do that for themselves. And isn't that freaking beautiful? Like you might be triggered at first, right? Yeah. There are people like you, Monique, and those that have that defined G and that defined heart that in the past would trigger me because my, my upbringing, my conditioning says that's selfish and I was taught to be selfless. And you guys, that's depleting. We've said this, we've talked about this. And so this is an energy that is really inviting us for six full, beautiful days. It is empowering us to tap into it so that the other 359 days of the year, 358, whatever that fucking math is that I don't want to think about right now, we can continue practicing that. And I just think that's just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for us to embrace it. And, um, what we don't want to do is continue on the path of that people pleasing and potential codependency that can happen when you don't honor that deep self-love that you have for yourself. Those are outdated. That's we, we're inviting ourselves to move away from that because the more that each of us tap into free of what anybody else's, you know, um, expectations are, or, you know, even their fucking feedback, I'm, I'm rarely available for other people's feedback, but it's just inviting us to raise that frequency on that radical self-love so that we can ward off that, you know, oh gosh, I have to mold into what someone else wants. And, you know, that's kind of the energy around the G center. If you have it defined gates included activation, um, you're not going to be a chameleon. And for me who has it undefined, but I'm, I, I have activations in my G while it does make sense for me to try that on. That's kind of like, you know, whenever I tap into somebody like, like you, Monique, who has it defined, I kind of like can mold into in that space, that chameleon about, you know, gosh, well, how does this feel for me? And that's kind of what we're inviting right now. And hopefully it feels really good. And if there's a low vibe to it, just see if that low vibe is just conditioning. It's just noise. It's somebody else's voice telling you that's not okay. And tap into our voice. That's telling you, please, pretty, please try this on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, um, you touched on something too, that, that triggered something for me because I, I, um, I think it's in the circuitry book. I think it's in the Richard Rudd circuitry book that I'm remembering this from, but there's like, um, self, not selfish, like a self-absorbed 
and a quality that can show up like again with this low vibe or like but but you're also meant to be somewhat self-absorbed a little bit with this gate right so it's about learning that balance a little a little bit like um make, like I said making sure that you're feeding your own creative expression while giving people the room and space to to do the same or not you know not everybody might want to express as loudly as as I do not everybody may want to um you know take up as much space as I do and I should not expect them to right because that you know or I can get maybe so caught up in my own thing that I forget that there's other people that I need to consider or something like that so um it is like I think like this like anything in our design, um, this area of awareness that we we kind of need to be present to, you know, and, and maybe because it is a more potent energy in my chart, it's an it's something that I think about more. But um, I do I consider myself a very selfless person and a very selfish person. I think I'm both, and I don't know that I would have been able to say that before. Now I think that one of those would have tripped me up or, or how could I be, you know, both. But, um, but the truth is I am, I am very much both. I can be very self-absorbed and very much in my own process and kind of forget about everything else going on around me. Um, almost that other people even exist. And, and I can be so giving that like, I, I forget about myself. So for me, the idea is don't let's let's find a medium somewhere between that, right? Let me let me do let me do me enough that I feel good, but let me also remember everybody around me, right? And that can be hard to do. I'm not gonna lie, I have personal view. I'm a one four. Um, I have the defined ego in G, um, right? So I'm I'm really really I have an in. I, I mean, I have one of each circuitry, but I do have individual circuitry too. Um, with this and the, the 10 is that integration um, circuitry also which is like very potent extra potent so there's a lot of me just wanting to do me in my in my design and um, and that's good that's that's who I am but I also live in this world with all the other humans that I love and 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 whatnot so I just I I want somebody listening out there to to maybe that has something like my design or that doesn't maybe their lover does or somebody in their life does to again offer up some understanding or compassion to ourselves and others because I don't know I I've been called selfish by by previous partners I've um been called selfless by friends and stuff I don't know you know I, and we take these things on when people call us these things we believe them to be true especially when they come from our lovers or our children or our mothers or our you know um brothers sisters whatever the people closest to us our friends our good friends gosh you know we really take these words that people say to us and we we swallow them and we believe them to be our own and um and what we're always asking you to do here at Love Human Be Spirit is let's start sussing out what is really my own. You know, what am I selfish? Do I think I'm selfish? Because if I think I'm selfish, that's one thing. But if I think I'm selfish because people have told me that over the course of my life, that's another thing entirely. Right. So 
um, let's and let's look at that word. I mean, is it a bad word? I don't think so. I don't think so anymore. I used to think so. I used to think so. I used to take that as an insult. And whereas now I do think I'm selfish and I think that it's okay to be selfish. I think that it's good a lot of times to be selfish. I don't think we're taught enough to be selfish. That's what I think now, right? But so we need to, I believe we need to find a balance here in general across the board. And I think that Gate 10 is a beautiful place to start doing that because it starts right here with yourself you know you try on how do you want to show up every day you know undefined g ask yourself who am i today right we sort of encourage that who am i around what am i around where do i feel define g how is this going to get me closer to my purpose today because i know my purpose i know my direction i know that now about myself and let me tell you what as a defined g i didn't always know that because so if you have a defined g out there and you're like i don't know my purpose i don't know my direction i didn't either I didn't either. I knew that there was something calling me. I've always known that. And I've always known that it was like in the area of helping people, something like that, or serving. I knew that there was that, right? But look, look how that showed up for me lots of different ways until um, here. And maybe that was all part of my path, right? Getting me to my direction, whatever. But I think that it's good to ask these questions here. Let's start here at that like G center, that place in our heart. Like that's where the G center sits in our bodies. It's, it's like where our heart cavity is in our physical body, you know, and that's where our magnetic monopole is, which is the thing that takes us on the path that we're meant to take in human design. And um, which is why we get to trust the process, the universe, the whole thing. Um, and, and let's start there. Right. Yeah, I love so many of the things that you said, and I have so many reflections. And the first one that I want to touch on is when you were describing how you recognize there are times when you are giving to self. And we can use that word selfish because I want us to get comfortable with that word. I am so over the negative energy that's around it. I'm just over it. I want us all to embrace it and it to be something that we're proud of for ourselves. And you also said that you can think of times that you've been selfless. And then you packaged that up beautifully with, I think there gets to be both. And the question I wanted to ask, which I feel like I already know the answer, but I want our listeners to hear, I'm guessing both of them felt really good until they didn't. And so it's your own experiment, right? And to your point that you said, the more that you were able to give to yourself and feel really grounded and centered in that, I mean, hello, it is the G center then the giving, the selflessness probably feels fucking delicious. Mm. But when you are giving from an empty cup and not to use that cliche, but we all know what that means, that is so depleting. And it's, it's sad that that's what has been modeled for us. The other thing that I think is really fucking cool about this gate is, you know, how a lot of gates just would connect, have one connection to another center. This one has three, you guys. Mm-hmm. Three, its potency is huge. It reaches to the sacral for gate 34. It reaches to the throat with gate 20 and it reaches to the spleen with gate 57. So those are tons of activations with other powerful centers. So if you have any of those three, right now you have a beautifully potent channel. And remember that reaching energy anyway is you know really trying to catch the energy of the other center, which, you know, is beautiful and delicious. So I just think there's this trifecta energy about the, about gate 10 anyway. And I'm thrilled that we get to focus on it for these six days. And what I want us doing 
is using these six days as a part of our experience so that we are raising that frequency for ourselves. And then every single day thereafter for the remaining days of the year until we come back into this happiness in the sun transit, each and every day we make space to ask ourselves what we fucking need and then really prioritize honoring that need for ourselves. Where what I know I have been in practice of doing so much of my life is asking the other what they need and making that my priority. And I love that about me, but not to the point where I'm so depleted and exhausted that my anger as a manifester shows up more than my love for what I do. And I have experienced that <laughs> recently. And I think you definitely experience some of that. You have too. And so when somebody is telling you that you're selfish, like, I want you to puff out your chest and say, yeah, isn't it great? It's available mm. to you too. Like, that's the energy I want us having versus us thinking that we did something wrong. So while, yes, I want you acknowledging it for yourself, but anytime we hear it from the other, let's flip the script. Let's, you know, stand up a little higher, pull our shoulders back a little further and be so proud that we are modeling that and just invite them. We don't have to defend it. You know how I feel about defending. It just pees all over the beauty of, you know, what was just said, but we just say it's available to you too. I'm proud that I'm modeling that for you. And Monique, every time that you do it without even knowing, it ignites something in me. It's a reminder to me that I can do that for me too. And it's not wrong. It's fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love how you flip that script, man. I really do. Um, I really do. Like, instead of feeling like deflated or like bad, you know, when someone says selfish, instead of feeling that feeling like you can puff up and be like, yeah, isn't it great? I'm sh I can show you or, you know, or you can watch, you can do it too. You have it available to you. And, um, and yeah, and that's the thing. And I love that you pointed out that K10 does have all of those reaching connections. Um, and this is one that connects Amy and I up because yep. of your 34. Yep. Right. So, um, you know, you do have more of a 10 when we're together, right? Yeah. So it does remind you maybe. Yes. But, and while you were saying that I made, it made me feel too something, uh, remind me of something is that, you know, it does feel, and I think when I was saying this at the, at the beginning about the safety part, it does feel better to be me in certain spaces around certain people, right? It doesn't, I don't have to think about it when I'm with you. I don't have to like, it just happens. Right. And, um, when we were on the retreat, this came up a lot. You know, uh, my uniqueness came up a lot. I felt like uh, from people, like they noticed. And you know, obviously, we were in an away in an, in a place where we were all being very hyper aware of everybody's design and and everybody's charts, and we were that's all we were talking about. But um, it was so interesting for me to have people verbalize like the the witness of me being me and what that. Um, you know, can, can show or whatever. And I, you know, that's never really been verbalized to me in that way, obviously, because this is a evolutionary time as we learn these things and this way of this language that allows us to grow and evolve in this massive way in terms of communication with each other, I think. But 
it had never been verbalized like that to me before. And I, and, and, you know, I really, that's a big part of what I, when I started to, to lean into that more, this whole year was a, a lot about gate 10 and me and showing up like that. And I think in large part because of that space, you know, I was all of a sudden I put myself in a space where it was like applauded almost like you said, yes. like, yeah, be selfish, show me how, or let me watch or whatever, or, you know, or let's take that back. Let's all take a little part of that back because it is literally the thing that allows us to be more selfless, like you said, because we can't give from an empty well, right? So um, is that the saying? I don't know, whatever, the cup, the well, you know what we're going yes. with. Yeah, <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck you want, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. I have no logic circuitry in my design. We've already established that. I'm all story guys. I'm all storytelling over here. Um, abstract as hell. Over here. <laughs> Which I love. I love so much. Abstract and uh, circuitry. Uh, the logic, the logic words are not my, my words. So yeah, you know, you just, that was a great point that you made though too, because if we nip, if we cut that out, if we stop thinking like, being selfish is only being selfish or whatever the old programming was. You like my old programming voice, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded old. <laughs> um, but if we, if we nip that in the ass, you know, like let's stop that and let's say, no, no, no. Being selfish actually, actually allows you to be more selfless guys spread the word because that's the thing We're we're filling our own cup. And so when we're full, it's really easy for me to go here have this, you know, here, you want my shirt? Take my shirt. I got another shirt. I don't know, whatever. For me, that's 100%. As soon as you like, we're talking and saying that that's absolutely the case. It's, it feels more empowering for me to be selfless when I am being selfish regularly. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. So if every day I'm giving myself time, space, away from people, whatever it is that I need. You know, if every day I'm journaling, if every day I'm painting, if every day I'm doing the thing that makes me, I don't know why, those are just examples, but every day you do the things that make you feel more full, it becomes so much easier to then, you know, give. It doesn't, it's not as hard, it's, there's not as much thought into it. It just happens. And I think that that's the flip of the script that we, are moving towards. I think that that, you know, you, you pointed that out great. It's not, um, you know, let's puff out our chests a little bit and know that that's okay because when we do it, somebody can bear witness and then they can do it. And that's the idea here. You know, we're all, we're all learning from each other. We're all borrowing each other's traits when we want to and trying them on. And, you know, and if you have an undefined G, you get to do that often like that chameleon thing that you're talking about is very real um because i i can see that now you undefined jesus are the people that can really go into groups and spaces and really like get on with most of the people there or if you want if we um, want yes we have to use a lot of our other energy in our design strategy authority all of those things yeah, to see yeah. is this for me Right. You know, for me, does this make me happy? There's a lot of things like that. And um, and honor that, whatever the wisdom that comes through, whatever the messages that come through. I think um we're inviting in this um 
a real deep devotion to this self-love practice. And what I want to call out, you know, I've said this multiple times, but our three primal ecological needs of every human walking this earth, actually every being is love, safety, and belonging. Okay. So in this instance, we're talking about the love piece. And let me tell you, you know what you need. So this is a devotion to your inner knowing that these needs are deserving of being met. And that's why I am inviting this as a practice and it can get fucking messy and it can feel hard. And I think it requires some tenacity to just keep choosing self-love, even when those circumstances I mentioned in the beginning, external, the noise in your head, whatever it is, even when those keep firing at you, I call those things, the shitty committee, the ones that are in my head, you know, and I tell a shitty committee to stand down. I believe it is some form of protection, but my deep inner knowing of me, that it's okay for me to have my needs met matter. Matter of fact, it is imperative that my needs are met first, first. And you guys, I know we're not taught this, but I'm going to preach this until people start listening. You and I love yourself. We say that all the time. And when we are so focused on getting love from the other, it's so evident that we are not giving it to ourselves. That's the fucking truth. You said it right there. I mean, it is, that is the fucking truth. Um, and, and it will, and it will never much matter how much you're giving to the other at that point. It will never matter how much you love the other at that point. I can tell you that because I've done that. Um, I mean, I could say it like that with commission because I've done that, you know, you know I have, um, and I have, I have put myself to the side plenty of times for the other plenty. Um, I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to this. You know, I'm sure it's what we're taught to do. Like you said, it's, it's almost how we're taught to love and it's fucked up. It is it's really fucked. Up. It's not giving us what we need. Like you said, it's imperative. It's necessary to give that to ourselves first, first, not after it's, it's almost impossible to do after, right? Because you're, um, less full and depleted a little bit and, and thinking about other people. And so let's, let's do it first and then it will get done. <laughs> right. Um, let's do that first every day. And it's, and like you said, it can't be hard with all the noise and the shitty committee in our own head. And I love that by the way, shitty committee um, and all the noise, the real noise outside. I mean, this is real noise too, but the, the, the actual other noise outside too, it can be hard. I can also tell you that the more that, at least for me, the more that I've leaned into being my natural self, um, the more that it just comes out of me without me trying. And the more that I don't, you know, think about it as often. Um, and although I still intentionally uh, find ways to love on myself regularly, because I have learned how important that is to give myself the space and the time and the things that I need regularly actually makes me a way better human, but, um, in my opinion, but, um, but it's, it's, it's so, um, 
I lost my thought when I was saying that. I had too many at once. It's just, it's it's really interesting how we're taught the opposite and how we're just getting back to a place. And if you look at kids and if you look at like the, the biology, the ecosystem and stuff like this, this is something that's naturally done. You know, the tree loves itself first. It takes the water it needs and then the trees around it can have the rest of the water type of thing, right? That's like the worst science explanation ever of that but you guys follow um same thing with kids you know if a kid's hungry they're gonna eat and then maybe they'll share with their friend next to them you know the oxygen mask on your face first and then the kid i remember being a child and i used to fly an airplane since i was like nine months old i've been on them like my entire life but i remember learning that that the thing went on the parent for and i remember being horrified as a child being like what you're not going to put it on me first, mom? What? That's crazy. How will I live? No, no. Mom has to live first. Otherwise, everybody dies, right? That's the fucking message here. And that's that's the truth for everything for ourselves. I mean, for everything. And especially parents out there, I think, get this a lot. Because as soon as you have a child, it's like, all oh, amazing. All of a sudden, everything's about this other little human. And we go to the back burner right as 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 moms as dads as parents as grandmas anybody raising a, a little one knows that and that's fine for some time maybe um or it's not i don't know but i know i did it and we then have to find ourselves again but there's like there's got to be a way to do both that's what i'm saying there's got to be a way to do both daily and and i think that we're getting closer to that as a whole um i i feel like i'm getting closer to that personally um but I, I think that there's a way. I think there's a way to do that. That's what I that's what I'm starting to believe. I think that I believe we've been fed a shitty load of crap that says we have to, you know, put it outward first and then, you know, figure our own shit out. I think that's backwards. And I think that, you know, we should take it back and be selfish first and then selfless or allow them both to exist or however, however that needs to look. Hope that and it's going to look different for everyone. And that's right. why I'm inviting this as a practice because, you know, human design offers us this beautiful way to understand ourselves. And I think that self-love is a path to that deep understanding of yourself and your needs and your beautiful desires. And it likely requires healing some of the blocks that either have or currently are preventing you from prioritizing those things in your life. And so this is just another reason I have so much deep passion for human design and what it offers for my own learning and understanding of myself, the ahas that I've had. It's not showing me how I've done anything wrong. It's not what this is. It's showing me how I can align and attune to filling my cup in ways that empower me to then be in service to the other when I've done that for myself. And that is the complete opposite of how I was taught. And so it's going to take me some time, which is why I call it a practice. And to me, a practice is something that I can do forever. It's not something that I'm striving for protect for, um, I'm sorry, perfection. I've moved so far away from that. And I don't think that deep self-love even goes hand in hand with any level of perfection. So 
that's my two cents. That's why I think when you shared that this was something that you felt called um, for us to discuss, I think it's just a beautiful energy for everyone to say, okay, how might I do this for me? And then there's a ripple effect because once you start modeling it, free of the circumstances of how anybody receives it, you just keep owning it. Just keep puffing out that chest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautifully said. And you know, there, it, I think I liked, I like this gate too, because it really highlights our, our humanness, you know, our, our, you know, we're healing, we're being human, we're fucking up, we're doing it right. We're doing that all, all at once. And, um, and I, I love celebrating that the more that we get into this um, journey together here at love human be spirit, but in general, I love celebrating the humanness of us all. And I think that gate 10 does that um, while gate 15 in the earth celebrates the love of humanity. Right. So um, I just, I really, I really like the idea of, I, I think that what you said is right on point too about perfectionism, not going in this hand in hand with this because humans are very imperfect, right? That's kind of what makes us beautiful. Yes. Yes. You know, um, you like me because of certain things that are me and I like you because of certain things that are you. It, it is our literal humanness that makes us attractive to ourselves and to the other. You know, that is the thing that draws people to us. The, the, the things that you think are probably weird about you, um, I bet are the thing that like would make people want to come to you. And, um, and we're not taught that, like you said, not, we're taught to like be this way, this one way and that that's the right way. And it's, heartbreaking for gate 10 people as you can hear in my voice because it just feels a lot like a lot of my life was that like me trying to do it this way and not doing it right so that I would feel bad and whatever but like gate 10 is like literally the opposite of that it's like shoving the door's face on that it's like no you just be you mm -hmm. that's it do the thing however yes like all you have to do is show up as natural naturally you as humanly you as you can and um and it's easier yeah. <laughs> and, and it works better for you and I think that that goes whether you have gate 10 or not there's so many ways to express that through learning our design and through learning our little gifts and our traits and our quirks and our you know things that make us unique um that make us imperfect that make us human and uh, therefore that really uh, make us special, right? Because that's not, we're all so different. And that's that's the, the good thing. You know, we want that. We want to promote that. I want to promote that. <laughs> yes. I just, as we wrap, I just want to say a couple of things. I want to say, Monique, I love you. I love everything about you. I have written... Um, I do this little practice a couple times a year where I write out what I want for myself and mine has been consistent around the energy of love. It's giving and receiving unconditional love. And I think that's the radical unapologetic love and all our beautiful listeners. If I'm the only person that tells you this today, I just want you to know that I love you. 
but my love for you, quite frankly, doesn't matter. It's your love for you. And I love the practice of looking in the mirror and saying to yourself, I love you until you believe it. And if that gets to be part of your practice to really teach yourself and attune to that, that's an invitation because it's uncomfortable. That's what I'm going to offer up because when we say love yourself, we mean it. And it is a journey and we're on it with you and we want to hear how it's going and we want to hear your reflections. And if there is a way that we can support you outside of this podcast, we're here for it. And we're I love you too, Amy. I love you too. And I love you listeners. And like Amy said, love yourselves, please. Until the next one. Yep. We'll talk soon. Yep. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.